On Second Shot, we tackle two new headlines every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And we want you to be a part of that. When you see a headline you want to take a second shot at, or if you're looking for advice, or just want to tell us what you think of the show, email us at secondshotcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, rate us on iTunes. This helps us move up in the ratings so more people will see us. And if you want to hear more, subscribe to the show so that the new episodes will get straight to you every single Friday. We love you. Thanks for listening and enjoy. There's a lot of news in the world today. News that might surprise you, startle you, upset, or maybe impress. News that's not always for the faint of heart. That's why the man who failed his way to success, Heath Oaks, is stepping up. Tackling today's headlines with ignorance on fire in a way only a millennial mogul can. Take off your sport coat, grab a beer, and enjoy the conversation. This is Second Shot with your host, Heath Oaks. I'm telling you, Robert, Matt, Zach, I feel like this year I have not been there. I feel like like I'm running in mud almost. It feels like I have just not shot out the gate like normal. Is it just me? I mean, or does this feel like a slow start to hey, you? Hey, I, I work with you every day. I feel the exact same way. It's crazy. I'm, I'm keeping my nerves calm until yeah. the end of February. Yeah. And then... We're gonna turn it on. Something's yeah. gonna happen. Wait, what, what happens loose. at the end of February? I just we're just hoping that just we not feel like we're running. It's not really a hope. It's 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 based off some really good information in my mind. But yeah, like measuring results, right? That we exactly. know, you know, what we're gonna exactly. talk about here in a little bit. I, I gotta be honest, it sounds a little out of character for both of you. Normally, oh, no, you're both, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get up and we're get good. it. It's gonna happen. It's oh, gonna, no, oh, it's happening. It just it's gonna happen. It just has not happened as fast as we truly really expected for for the year. Oh. Um, it's kind of it's odd. It really is odd. Yeah. It's gonna but, happen. Don't but worry we've been about measuring that. the results as we're gonna talk about here in a little bit. Sure. Or, and if we didn't measure results, then I would, we would probably be a lot. I would be a lot less confident because it would just be shooting from the hip. Right. right. But but it's not. It just typically, it doesn't go this way. Typically, it it's off. I mean, now at the end of the year, everybody is putting everything they can to close the year and numbers, everything like that. First yeah. part of the year is a bunch of meetings and stuff. But it typically gets off a little better. But we got to go. I mean, I'm I'm not really that worried about it. It just feels like it's been one of the slowest starts. You know, I've heard people say before they can't all be winners. Is there anything yeah. to that? You think you think that's true? Or no? Well, you can only have one winner. <laughs> and I. But wanna... you can always be the winner. It's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Or you could always be the winner. That's a good point. That's, yeah. what, that's there, the whole point. There was a sales guy one time that, that was talking about the bottom of the port. Said, "Well, somebody's got to be at the bottom of the port." And I'm like, "Yeah, you're not going to last long with me." Just don't let right. Like, if your mentality <laughs> was like, "Well, I'm at the bottom. I mean, somebody's got to." I'm like, "No, buddy, we no, ain't going to no. work out very well." I can tell you that. Not on my watch. Yeah. So we got Robert, and we got Zach, and Matt hey, as hey. usual, and everybody here. And Robert uh, Roberto, as I, as, as I like to say, Roberto Halberti. That'd that would be funny, yeah, huh? That'd work. Wouldn't that be? Yeah, yeah. good. So uh, we we got a little something different we want to do on this episode too. Is we got one headline that it's got like um, five different topics, and and we want to pick one of the topics on this segment, and we want to pick another topic of the same headline on the second segment because I think they're both pretty good um, as far as giving some tactical things as well. So read the headline and give us the first one we're going to talk about. Right. Yes. The headline is five ways successful entrepreneurs approach problems and solve them effectively. We looked at these five and they're all great, but there's two in particular that we thought to ourselves, these, 
these stand out. Maybe we should do this. So this is one episode, one headline. It's going to be awesome. And the first one here is measure your end results. One of the most important things successful entrepreneurs do differently is that they spend time on analyzing the end results and the outcomes of their actions. Analyzing your efforts helps you in many ways from measuring the success of, or failure of your hard work to keeping track of your customers and their interest in, in your products and services. Timely feedback from clients can also help improve products. So measure the results of your projects and use the findings of your analysis to make improvements to your future work. Heath, what do you think about this? I'm more so of, and not just for entrepreneurs, but I think measure mm. measuring in general. I mean, like for instance, with Brighton, right? There's a baby and stuff, and, and still to this day, we have a little book. So anytime she, you feed her, we put down the time, the ounces, when she goes to the bathroom and whatnot, because babies can't speak, right? So if something's not seeming right, and say she hadn't went number two in three days, there's a problem. We can go back and look at those numbers <laughs> to see if that's true or not right in order to find hey. an, the solution so and then you know is there a baby and you don't know how much you're feeding them in a day so if you don't have it written down and then say um uh jenny comes home and then i'm coming in later and she's got to run out the door i can just go look and see where we're at during the day so in parenting i think about it as a little baby but then results and not just measuring your end results but i'm talking about you got to have something to measure and keep track of or you don't know where to get better at does that for make sure. sense? For sure. I agree. Now, I'm going to tell you this. When you have about three more kids, I feel like you're going to have four, even though you say you're only going to have one. The measuring those results will begin to thin very, very – well, maybe not. You millennial parents are pretty cool about that kind of stuff. But, no, back to – You know, you're, to, de- you're millennial too, technically. You know I that, was right? born in 1982, and if you look it up, we are – I, I, could, I but have you a are. choice. I have but a you choice are. to make. No, you don't have a choice. I'm kind you of are. a millennial. <laughs> I'm kind of a millennial. With only LinkedIn as a social media. Hey, it's, look. it's good to know you'd rather not be a millennial if you have the option. Well, like, I'd rather I love millennials. I, just, I don't – I can't – you know, once you get too far in the, in, in, into the, you know, past – about 1990, they get interesting. You know? Sure. But, but what other type of measuring results in day-to-day? Like saying somebody's not just an entrepreneur, right? right. Like like what I are mean, some other regular things that can be if measured? You're, if you're trying to – any kind of goal or project or anything you're trying to, to, to figure out how to get to the end of, if you – you know, I tell guys all the time, if you if, – you can't run a business if you don't you can't measure your results you can't tell me how you got from point a to point b you can't you can't run anything because it's it can never be it's not repetitive it's not it's not you know it's it's hard to you have to be able to measure results in anything that you do no matter what i read somewhere i don't know if there's anything to this but i read that a lot of successful people like really at the top of corporations richard branson steve jobs people like that they they keep journals they keep track of what they do throughout the day. And you wouldn't think they'd need to. You wouldn't think they'd have time, but they do. And I think the reason is because, to quote Steve Jobs, he said, it's easy to connect the dots backwards. It's easy to look back and see how you got where you're going. Sure. It's hard to try to do it forwards and know where you're going to be. Right. But if you can keep track of where you've come from, if you can mm-hmm. keep track of your success and how you got there, maybe it'll help you predict what's coming around the corner. And for people who are successful... It, there seems to be something well, to it. It is, and it goes back to why we're saying that um, we're confident and really not scared about the slow starts because we do have the results to know and the measurables. Right. So, for instance, in sales, all of our guys, here's what a lot of salespeople don't do. They'll say, oh, I'm not following a script or I'm not keeping track of my calls and all these things because that's just I'm just going to wing it. Right. Well, here's the thing. we I always kept track of every dial I made for anything. And when they turned into sell and when all that, because when I could look back at my data, basically, I could say, you know, every 30 calls, I set an appointment by saying the same thing over and over. And so if I said something different every time, I had nothing to measure to know where my results would be. 
And I don't keep a journal, but what I do is, is I keep everything I do on my calendar. Right. And so what I do at the end of every two or three weeks, I'll go back and look at my last two or three weeks because what it does is when there's times I'm feeling, got some anxiety that, that something's not being done, I can typically go back and look at my calendar and realize I've been where my time has been spent wrong. And that's right. what's led me to this point. And so measurables, for instance, I put everything on my calendar, every you, personal thing, business thing, everything to where I can always go back you, and see where my time's being spent. You can't fix any problem if you don't know where to start to fix the problem. And if you don't have measurables to fix any, it doesn't matter what it is. You can't, I mean, think about the first guy that ever changed a tire on a vehicle. Yeah. Yeah. If he didn't, if he didn't tell someone else, the next guy how to do that, or, or, or you know, the, the, the process would have never got any better. Right. Anything that you look around this room and see, the pro, you know, the product wouldn't have gotten any better. Without you know, a process, the delivery wouldn't have gotten any better. You know, that's the you know measuring those results is how you get to those points. Well, and what and if you're doing if you're trying to build some prototype or something, I was listening to a how I built this uh, podcast, and it was James Dyson who who created the Dyson vacuum cleaner stuff. Yeah, sure. And he said it was it was it was like five hundred. He had to build over like five hundred prototype vacuum cleaners with the Dyson ball to get it right. I guarantee you he tracked and measured every single little thing at every prototype where screw went and where and all that because if he didn't, he would have never known where to tweak this and where to tweak that at. So I think it's important to have a calendar and putting every little thing on it, for instance, I think is a good tip to always be able to look at and measure those results. So if if you can look back and realize, man, I've just not felt good the last two weeks, and if you had everything dialogued, you can go back and look at, man, realize your time may have been sucked into things that you don't enjoy and don't like, and so therefore it's been draining to you. But again, if you don't have anything written down, if you have no um, measurables, then how are you going to fix it? Right. right. You don't know. It, it's it's a you know it's a slow start like anything. Yes. It's like cleaning a big mess. I, you one day I'm sure you didn't wake up and think I'm logging everything I do in a calendar. Start small. Absolutely. Start with easy things, meetings, phone calls. Yeah. But logging the calendar I think is a simple thing. Yeah. Just start keeping one. Right. Keep a calendar and putting stuff on it. It's it's easier now than ever. With, yes. With phones Absolutely. and the internet. Yeah. It's so easy to do. Yes. You can just about do it without ever doing anything. There's probably an app out there that'll do it for you. You went here. I mean, we right. just put an app on our phone with yeah. the kids. That sure. You can just. It says you went here and you did this. It shows how fast I was going. If I accelerated fast. And, nice. You know. It's easy to do it. You just got to start keeping results. <coughs> don't, you know, so if you got the results, you can look back at the end of a game. If you're trying to start a business of any sort, you don't just wing stuff. You, you don't can't just try win to without you, keeping measurable. Absolutely. Period. You got to keep no measure. You got to keep score. So I like it. We're going to come back and get another one on the second segment of Second Shot. He's a suit and tie kind of guy with deep southern roots. Heath Oaks hosts more of Second Shot coming up on RNCN. You guys have been listening to Second Shot and hearing us talk about it. You need to go pick up my book, Ignorance on Fire, A Journey of Felling Your Way to Success. You can get it on Amazon in a paper book. You can also hear this beautiful voice of mine in audiobook style on Audible or anywhere you're going to get your audiobooks. Guys, this book took a lot of time to put into it, and I believe it can really be some life-changing stuff to help you on your path to success. And hopefully you're going to fail your way to success just like I did. Ignorance on Fire, A Journey of Felling Your Way to Success. Amazon.com, Audible.com, audiobooks, paper books, everything. Get it, share it with your people and i appreciate it thank you guys go pick it up today ready aim fire second shot is back for another round on rncn so zach says he's an expert at this next topic no i'm, I'm like not he, i'm like the zach opposite of that he's is the absolute like 
He is the yeah. the Buddha of all <clears throat> picking your battles, right? Okay, yeah, I see. I see what we're doing here. <laughs> no, I, I am not the expert of picking battles. Yeah, let me let me rattle off this headline before I get too far into it. Again, this is from Five Successful Entrepreneurs. Uh, five successful ways entrepreneurs approach problems and solve them effectively. This is number five. Pick your battles. Pick your areas of work carefully. Your individual experiences, training, and background will give you an edge in solving problems in some areas instead of others. Understand where your skill set and knowledge can be used to the best advantage and focus on creating solutions to problems in that area. Too many entrepreneurs fail because they get tempted to start up in a sector they have no previous knowledge or experience of. Play to your strengths and you'll already have made a head start on the path to success. Heath, what do you think about this? So what I think is a little contradicting in that article is, look at me, I used a big word. Did you hear that? Like contradicting? I did all, I did all Don't spell it. How many letters Don't is that? It. Don't spell it. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the interesting thing is that um, I, I, it doesn't make a lot of sense that, that the way that they do that because they talk about Number one, it's like staying in your own lane, but then pick your own battles. They're not on course, but we're going to go with the pick your battles. Sure. So, Zach, when you when you talk about, you say in kind of relationships and, and everything, because relationships is key about picking your battles. And relationships are everything, not only just your intimate relationships, but your work relationships. Um, because picking your battles is a very difficult thing. It was a very difficult thing for me as well. Um, but you were talking about how picking your battles was tough for you. What are a scenario that is tough for you? I, I tell you what, I got one. Okay. Um, we had an, a thing the other day. We, we produce video content for podcasts, or you're, you might yeah. be watching it right now. And we had an issue about where these should be posted and how they should be posted, whether or not we should be posting things directly to a social media site versus posting a link uh, versus how we should, yeah, how we should present these, whether or not we should write descriptions or keep them. It's a whole thing. Um, and in, I, I, at the surface, it doesn't matter, it really. I mean, either way, the content's going out, and if it's going out successfully, we're happy. Um, but the issue for me is I'm like, well, no, I, I feel like I'm really right here. I feel like I, I, I produce the videos. I'm in the room, like, making them happen. Like, I feel like there's a certain sense of myself in them and I want them to be successful and if I feel like I'm really right about it I want to I want to defend it and be like hey listen this is the way we should do it like and 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 here's why and sometimes I feel like I run into a problem where whoever's listening which could be my manager or co-worker like Matt or whoever um they'll they'll be like yeah but like this is the way we're going to do it now and and that's the way it is and I'm like no though I want I want to say what I feel I want I want to you know I want to fight for this and I want to I want to fight over it but, and I shouldn't well but here's well you gotta no there's times you gotta fight for something there's sure. absolutely times you have to fight for something okay right. but here's diving into this exact scenario when you why did you say that it really doesn't matter at the end of the day because is the goal the goal is to get the content out correct right. and what you basically is 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 the argument is over whether it's go straight to social media or straight to actually a YouTube. the goal is probably to get to the ultimate goal is to make the you know get bigger get viewers yeah, yeah. yeah. There but you go. but the the this argument is over posting it straight to social media or somewhere else sure okay yeah so at the end of the day they all go to the social media somehow right right and it's also the ultimate goal of it is to get it out there mm-hmm. so it's going out there the in this scenario, so so if you look at your end game, which is growing everything bigger, it's getting to social media. It's not an argument over whether we post it online or not, because that's a different thing. Yes, no, you gotta get it yeah, online. It's, it's the delivery method. Yeah. So so at the end of the day, is it an efficiency thing? Like, well, what, the, at know, the end what? of the day, the same thing is happening. So what it is in your mind is your ego. Right. It's the ego that is making you 
want to fight for your way. Absolutely. I feel, yeah, I feel like I've got a stake in this. Yeah, But totally. you have to know when there are things you have to fight for. Right. Okay, so if, for instance, they come in and say, you know what, Zach, for now on, we're not going to post anything on social media about all the stuff y'all work on in here. That would be crazy. That is something I'm going to fight for. Yeah. That's something I'm going to stand my ground on because, again, the, you're putting a lot of work into something you want it out there. Mm-hmm. Hey, if the delivery method is this way, that way, as long as it gets out there, right. it doesn't matter. So you got to know when it is your ego is right. in the way, mm-hmm. or is it going to help or hurt the end game goal? The best thing about, like what you're talking about, what he's talking about here is, is if you fight or battle on little bullshit things like that, sometimes it may not be bullshit to you. Mm-hmm. The issue becomes everybody sees you as this person to where if you pick your battles properly, when you put your foot down, everybody listens. Everybody right. listens. That's no, the best yeah, part about it. Sure. It was, it's just like uh, mm. Ava was in here last episode. She's just quiet, doesn't say anything. I assume automatically that she is probably, you know, very smart, very clever, and she's keeping to herself and being respectful. I have no idea what she's like she's in real life. She's teeing y'all up to Yeah, your but, but in here, walk like, out of here. Because, because she <laughs> picks her moment, her moment to speak, her moment to say something, it makes her seem sharp and, and clever, and, and sure. I think more of her for it. You're absolutely right. If I fight, if I fight on everything, I'm but not going to get anywhere. Yeah, if you're sitting there, but you if know, I'm like smart, think of, yeah, and you pick sit my back and wait because the real battle that you want to win that you couldn't, you know, that's when you hit when your foot hits the ground. That's that's the one that matters the most. If you're doing it constantly, no one will listen. Eventually, they just stop listening. That, right. That's where you got to realize to take it. This is how you take an inner uh, self awareness check. Is think about if if you put your foot down on something, does everybody really go, oh, oh my God, okay, we're going to do it. Or does everybody keep fighting? And if you're, if you realize everybody keeps fighting, that means you're somebody who battles everything. Right. You want to be the one that when you put the foot down, it goes like, for instance, with me and my job, I've got to, I need to try to marriage the relationship between the field salespeople and home office. Those are completely two different personality types of people. A top salespeople are always right. They're never wrong. And everything that is theirs is the most important. Home office is these A top salespeople are always demanding and all this. Mm-hmm. So what I do is, is I, every time I, any, just because Robert or anybody comes to me saying, man, this has got to be fixed. I don't just automatically do it. I dig into finding more. And if it's really their fault and really in their way, I'm going to tell them they have to eat it. I'm not going to home office with it. Right. Because when I go to home office and say this has to be done, it gets done. Right. Because they know that I don't just come cry wolf on everything. Hey. And so in your relationships, personally as well. Let's go to the the kid play here on this. Pick your battles. My wife tells me this all the time. Because a lot of times for me as a guy, or, you know, it may not be a guy thing. I don't know what it is, but you can be really short-fused with your kids a lot more than, than a mom can, right? Yeah. But what I've learned, because there was, like, when Emmett was little, there was times, man, I want to just whoop his rear <laughs> you know and i've never laid a finger i've never had to whoop of him course. he's a great kid but uh the funny part about it is is you know is learning to pick your battles and, and you know amy's been really good you know showing me a lot well, of women that. are usually much better at being because to me a battle the, temp- like, the temper is usually here, much better you know? than us right for sure and but you know it's even in that scenario you're talking about maybe your delivery method was better but it's not at the end of the day it's going to get where it needs to get right just sit back and watch and when one of them starts pissing and moaning about oh this is too hard to do this you can go let me show you an easier way to do it. Right, you know, and and I I think about this I think about this a lot lately because I feel like I'm I've been very short tempered in an odd way. Yeah. But I think about it was an episode we did the two two of you were both on it. You talked about the learning part of our brain and yeah. how it just kind of closes it off will. when you're yeah. angry. And it's easy when your ego's involved to get angry over this stuff. And it's tough to kind of step back and just be like, you know what, I gotta. I gotta think about this for a minute. Yeah, this isn't this isn't worth it, or it is worth it. And you have to you have to pick pick those. Battles. But it's like but it's like do you do you want to be the person 
that when you speak, everybody stops or everybody keeps moving. And so if you want to be the person that when you speak, everybody stops, you'll you'll think about it enough and make it happen. Like in a relationship, when you talk about relationships, you know, Kristen was on an episode, she used to talk about uh, she hates it that her her husband has put the clothes next to the hamper, right? Why not in them? And I'm like, that's where I was telling Chris, I said, you know, is that really that big of a deal? Right. Is that at the end of the day, it does that does that stop things? Is that like gonna crash and fall? That's a pick your battles in your relationship. You know, you got to stand for what you got to stand for. Okay, but but if putting clothes next to a hamper, you know, is that really a battle that you need to pick? Because what those little things do that you try to battle everything snowball to the ultimate. And when you also think about it, even from a kid's perspective, did any of you have a parent or someone around you that constantly nagged all the damn time? And to this day, every time they said something. It just it rolls in one ear and out the other yep. because you naturally have learned that they're just going to have an opinion that you really don't want to listen to constantly about everything. Yep. And I feel the same way about you know different people in my life that are like that. And if you pick your battles, they listen. You get a more effective person to listen to you a lot of times, in my opinion. A it's real, tough for me to do. A Amy real and my quick wife's one a great that is great that. is that I, the other day my wife, you know, this is one of those things that my wife is so great at that she doesn't where that there's, I guess, film was getting in some of the dishes of stuff like the you know pump parts and the baby bottles and and then we were out of this soap and i was like man how are we always out of soap she goes because you use so much of it <laughs> and i was like well they got the film in it and Just and and she dude. goes uh well because that's i said oh i was putting more soap thinking that was not the film right she goes look i go why didn't you say anything she goes because she said, I'm just grateful you washed the dishes. I didn't want to come and say, oh, you're using too much soap. And you're, do-, you know, she's yeah, like, I was sure. great. You know what? And you know what that did to me? I put a little drop of soap in there from now on. Like, like the way she approached me with that was picking that battle that she was like, you know, I'm grateful you washed the dishes. So I was happy to just keep buying more soap, even though we didn't need to. And you know what? I figured it out on my own, right? right. I mean, so like that's a perfect example of it. So that's why I love my wife. She, she's awesome with that. So um, pick your battles carefully, people. people it can will say, listen it, more effectively if you pick your battles. It can and make your relationships dishes. much better. Yeah, and do the do. dishes. Yeah. Third segment of Second Shot coming right up. Now that's what I call ignorance on fire. More of Second Shot with Keith Oaks still to come. Hear ye, hear ye. Great news for all of you guys. Colonial Life is hiring some salespeople from all over the country. No matter where you are in the United States of America, if you're looking for a sales career, if you want to just learn more about what Colonial Life does, send an email to mbeltran at colonialife.com. M-B-E-L-T-R-A-N at colonialife.com. We'll get you set up with the right people you need to talk to and see if maybe if you're going to win that job. If you're in the Metroplex area, great. If you're in St. Louis, great. We're going to have office there for you. M-B-E-L-T-R-A-N at ColonialLife.com and change your career today. Kick off your boots or suit up. The choice is yours. Welcome back to Second Shot on RNCN. Yeah, so the good thing is, is hopefully I'm going to get in the good graces of my wife since I acknowledge the fact that I appreciate her being... Uh, grateful versus nagging me, right? Like that—that's a—that's a good thing. I should win some brownie points there, don't you think, Robert? She didn't ask for any brownie points for not gripping about this too much soap. I know, but I gave her some. It, it was cool giving her a shout out hey, on the podcast. Here's, yeah. I'm going to get you some brownie points. We we're playing airsoft yesterday, uh-huh. and he goes, "I have to leave here at four o'clock." And at four, and he really wanted to stay at four o'clock. Oh, I mean, I could have yeah. easily yeah. convinced him. And he says, "Uh-uh, I got to go home right now." And he actually got in his car, didn't hesitate, got home. Probably got home on time, right? Oh, yeah, early. Smart I wanted man. to play more, I'm not going to lie. Smart but my man. wife had to get up and go to work That's the next day. That's some brownie points. So That's some good I knew points. I needed to take Brighton so she could get ready to go to work because she sure. got to get up early, you know. So, But I wanted to stay so bad. 
Is there any chance? Is there any chance you lose brownie points? Kind of bragging about it on the podcast? He could, yeah, but well, I, I still made the, the decision. I well, still it's true. did it. You still did the right thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't know what the policy is there. Uh, one of the other grown men there was like, "Man, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't care." But, <laughs> yeah. How many grown men were at this thing? I thought you said there's a lot. Of, oh, man. oh, dude, there's, there's some hardcore people. They look like they're straight out of like the oh, fake yeah? Marines or something. Oh, man, they look like, <laughs> like they got their Vietnam. own guns and yeah. equipment. Oh, and, oh yes, oh, with wow. they're decked out looking they got like scuba tank guns and all kind of stuff. Scuba yeah. tank guns. Oh yes, it's nuts. These people are like like silencers on their airsoft guns. Oh, good and, lord. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. We, hey, we should all go out there and play. We take a show trip. We should take a show trip and have like a recorder on us all. and compile it all together and make a cool deal out of it. I do that. I'm ready. Oh yeah, I'm in. I would absolutely do that. I yeah. would love to shoot Josh. Where's Josh? <laughs> Josh Where's that guy? Yeah, Josh. I'm a, hey, what about I'm throw a, a grenade at Josh? Oh yeah, the grenades are awesome. Airsoft I threw grenades. One of those hey, the first time I went, I'm not kidding y'all. They threw these things called a flash grenade, and it caught the grass on fire. My only thing is, if someone hits <laughs> me with one that's of those, that's not a battle I'm going to pick. I'm picking <laughs> somebody. Okay. Run. That's uh, not happening. I'm yeah. out. I'm yeah, scared of that. Pick your battles, right? Right. That's a battle I'm going to choose to go ahead and take. But it's cool. They got like. They got like a little city, a little fake city built, oh, yeah. and all kinds of stuff out there, man. They're, they're legit. What is it, eight seven eight airsoft that or something? Was, yeah, out by walks. Yeah, was, let's give these guys a plug. Yeah, they're good. It was, it was cool. Uh, I think it's eight seven eight airsoft yeah, eight, out, seven, out eight, by walks. Walks They're a smaller group, but they, you know they don't have a whole lot of people. That's what's nice about it. They got, got some other counts. ones around here. They have like 150, 200 people that show up. Oh my yeah, gosh. but I like that. I like the little where small, where intimate setting. There's about twenty yeah, yeah. of you out there, so you don't get intimately getting shot. Need to be too many people. All right, yeah. Let's too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. So got a got a, uh, a listener email that, that this is a really cool one too. I like this. So this is from Daniel Johnson. Uh, said um, within the last few weeks, started listening to the show and listened to a lot of the back episodes. Um, he talked about his wife was a dental hygienist, currently searching for a new job closer to the home. She had an interview recently, and she was of course nervous, uh, like a lot of people are. Um, and she he said he do, he does not generally get nervous for interviews because he feels that. It's just as much him interviewing the employer as them interviewing him. So he said, I tend to ask more questions in the interview than, than they end up asking me. So what are your thoughts on this? What are some of the best questions they've asked by – what are some of the best questions have been asked by potential employees and some of the worst? What are questions that you feel that potential employees should ask at an interview? Thanks for doing the show. I feel like I've already learned a ton. ton. So, Daniel, th- first of all, thank you for taking the time to send us an email. And and I really love, love your question. And I will say that um, – I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, from an employee standpoint, I firmly believe the best question, and I don't think a lot of people would ask this question, but if you have confidence in yourself and your ability, why are you looking for somebody for this position? Especially, some, you know, when you think about like a dental hygienist. Oh, that's a good one. You why, know, why are you looking to fill it? What why, happened? What happened to the last person that was here? Because they're going to ask you if, if they're interviewing you yeah. properly. You know, they're going to look down and go, okay, you've been here for two years, a year, six months, whatever it is, and go, why do you keep job hopping? So you have the right to ask them that question, you know. Sure. What are you really looking for? I want to make sure that if I do get my name That I'm the right it, person. That I'm the right person. And it's right. the same question that should come back at you. Um, you know, the the worst question I think to ask in an initial interview is, how you know, how, you know, how do you get paid? How much money do you get paid? You know, things like that. You know, you've heard, you know, but – Really and truthfully, just be real, I think. Worry about the money when they make an offer right. and you negotiate it from there. Really? Yeah, I would. It's a smart tip. I right. would. I probably wouldn't think to do that, but yep. now that now that you say it, I'm like, yep, that's Yeah, because then it's in your hands. I, I wouldn't worry about the money till they make the offer because when they make the offer, they basically went went to that, that extreme, so now it's really kind of in your court. 
Right. They they bothered to make the offer at that point. You're like, well, mm-hmm. what's this whole thing? Right. I and if you, you ask yeah. about money, first talks from, loses. Yeah. And if you <laughs> ask about money right from the start and all that, then 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 you're coming off as somebody who's not. You're looking for a job. You're you're leaving for fifty cents. Yeah. An you're hour. Li- you're looking for fifty cents or some sort versus right. a, a career and a passion of some sort, so it can put people off. I can tell you that uh, Daniel, I think there's a fine line to walk of. Um, you would probably put me off if you asked me more questions than I ask you. Right. That, sure. So, so you go too far. Yeah, I think there's a I think there's a line of too far there. I do believe in employees asking questions. I love what you just said. That was a really good. One, which is why are you filling this role? What mm-hmm. happened? Right. And if it's oh, you know, so and so had her baby and she wants to stay at home, mom. Great. Yeah. Or if uh, um, and if, or if that person, if that employer starts dogging the person, then maybe there's some signs. Right. Um. But, I, you know, I think he's right, though. I think employees need to look to make sure they're going to be just as right of yeah. a fit as the other versus letting your ego get in the way because you always want to win, right? That's what happened. You're going to start selling yourself, even it, though you don't know what you're selling for, because you want to win versus making sure you, you're using your time wisely and picking a good fit. You would be surprised how many people walk in an interview with us, and by the time they walk out of there, you're going, oh, my gosh, they're going to be the next coming of the greatest thing ever. And they show up, and it's time to go to work. They don't do anything. You know, and so I believe from an employee to an employer standpoint, knowing what you're, knowing what you're walking into probably helps. Well, okay, well, I got one for you. What do you think about this? Um, asking about, I don't know the best way to just directly ask about it. Asking about, like, what are, what are the goalposts for success in this position? What would I have to do for you to say, great Perf- job? I think that's another, another great question sure. to ask. Yeah. Um, is... What 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 are the expectations basically? What what are the expectations? What what are you looking what for? Would, if a year if I if if we came together and worked with each other in a year from now, if I had done X Y Z, you would say that is a super success, right? That's a really good question. Versus like, yeah, he did an okay job. Yeah, yeah. Where, where where's the margin? Yeah, yeah. like to you because it's different for everybody. Yeah. So yeah. What yeah. It, another one is that what is it? What do you think? Um, what are people that didn't work in your company? Why didn't it work out for them? It's a good one. You yeah, know, I like that. That'll give you a lot of that whole um, deal. But I also would always start before I'm asking questions. Again, Daniel, if you're asking more questions than somebody else is, um, th- I mean, me personally, that, w- that would put me off some. So I don't know if I'd go in that. But I also would say. Pick three or four questions. Good, 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 whole, good, good questions, I think. Right. I would also ask for, uh, ask for permission to ask them. Oh, of course. You wait, so, till, you wait till the end, I would right? wait till yeah. the end. Yeah. I wouldn't do it at the beginning. Um, again, because you let them get theirs out with it. And, and as you feel it's wrapping up, ask them, you know, hey, Zach. Give a good gauge of how many questions you could ask really at that point, too. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. And be like, right. uh, Zach, um, can is it okay if I asked you a question or two? Sure. And and if you do that, then you're getting the permission. I think it's a good way to not put somebody off. So um, maybe, Daniel, that's like something you can like tell your wife is asking permission. Maybe it makes her feel more comfortable about asking them versus just, Burton them out, and I would definitely do it at the end. Is there like I suppose there's, it's case by case basis, but if somebody has no questions, does that rule them out? Are you like I, I didn't ask any questions? Not I, necessarily. I'm, I'm done. Not necessarily. Yeah. No, but I will say that there has been some that have asked me too many questions. Yeah. And it's put me off. But it's turned me off. Hey, sure. Closing the deal though, let's talk about a little bit about this. And well, this yeah. just sounds unique. This may sound crazy. And I told my brother-in-law this one time when he was interviewing for a coaching job. I said, if you find out what they're looking for the easiest way to do that is go hey 
I may not be a fit for you guys. You may not be a fit for me. But the bottom line is, I've got to know what your what your end result. What just like you said earlier, what you're looking for. Yeah, I Let's, may not even be that right person. For where's you. the goalpost? Yeah, right. that can let their guard down in a big way. Absolutely, right. that's a really it's good a, way to approach it. And being it. different when you go into those type of scenarios where you're not getting the same typical questions. Say, uh-huh. And somebody, did, right, you and somebody that's just sitting there going, but and now I'll, I'll tell you this: go if you go into an interview and you've not done any research of knowing about that company, of knowing about any sort, you're putting yourself on. There's, I've had, I've sat down with people and go, so do you know? What do you know about Colonial Life? Well, I, I really don't know anything about y'all. I'm like, right. really? Yeah. That is a, I, you don't need to spout off the whole company history, okay? But. But you better have done some sort of research. Yeah, you could have Googled it. Google I mean, come it. on. It's yeah. easy. And it just, that's a really shows me a very lack of care. Don't ask typical questions that everybody else would ask, but don't ask so over the top, smart sounding questions that you, no one can answer them. So sure. let's recap Simple. some of the questions we talked about. Is number one, there's a line. Don't, too many questions is, is too much. Right. So, so pick a couple handful. Um, and what you're really looking for is stuff to find you a fit. The, the second thing is, is ask for permission mm-hmm. to ask the questions. Um, and then tell what you just said, the deal, like, I want to see if I'm a good fit. Yeah, I mean, I'd be a good fit for you guys. You know, basically, what, what, what long-term, what are you looking for? What, how do you want this to end? Right. You know, because I want to make sure that as I'm much a good I fit. feel it, that I'm a good fit for you guys as you are for me. Right. Why, where, where is success here in and this may, position? And, and always yeah. throwing that I may not even be the right person. Right. You know? and, and not just what is doing my job. What is over X? What is going past? What is doing more? Right. You it just know? kind of yeah. feeds off of what your question yeah. is, really. And so right. if, we, if we both mutually agreed this was a good fit for us in a year from now, what would you say that I would have had to do for you to say this was the excellent hire? Right. right. You know, you and know. then um, why, why, is, why are you filling the role? Mm-hmm. That's a really good thing to right. find out with the culture before. of that company. And <laughs> also, what happened, Daniel? Right. I, Daniel, very insightful question. I really like that, and I think that is actually a really um, strong topic that a lot of people are trying to do. And it is something you can go over the line with. Um, so, but be confident. One. Be yeah. confident. Tell you, you gotta be, be com- super confident. You gotta be confident enough to ask them. Confident. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Robert, where can we find you? Oh, you can find me at Robert Halbert at LinkedIn.com. And you find me at Ignorance on Fire and Heath Oaks. Guys, leave us a rating review. Share it with your friends and family. You know, tell everybody about us. Go on there. We, we need more ratings and reviews. It can help us find where more people can find us. Uh, Zach, Matt, appreciate you guys. Um, and love all you listeners. We'll see you next time on Second Shot.